Hello, welcome back to Horror Homeschool. I'm Chris. And I'm Ashley. How are you, Ashley? I'm good. Just uh, been tie-dyeing all day. How are you? I'm fine. Um, I had my second COVID jab the other day, so I've got a sore arm. But other than that, I'm fine. I was going to say, I'm surprised you didn't get sick. So many people got sick after their second one. I did. No, I'm like totally fine. Like like loads of people saying oh you better like book the next day off work and stuff like that but i feel Mm -hmm. fine like so i don't know i slept literally for like 30 hours (laughs) that's crazy i wish i could do that i was up at like eight this morning so i don't know i'm yeah i'm fine but yeah no nightmares to report of and uh, i watched a serial killer documentary the other night and slept (laughs) like a baby so i guess which one was it (laughs) um it was Oh, it's called I Don't Like Mondays, about mm, the very, very first one. school shooter. Mm-hmm. That, that one chick. little girl. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, uh, I didn't watch that. But yeah, I guess Alien Encounters must be my trigger. Uh, <laughs> I was fine with that. So, like, did X-Files scare you? Oh, hell yes. Oh, okay. That's why I couldn't okay. watch it until I was, like, an adult. <laughs> Scared the shit oh, out I mean, the theme song itself is terrifying yeah. oh i used to have that like i owned it on cassette like i bought the single when it came out and i used That's to just awesome. play it and scare myself <laughs> so we did the witch last episode oh fantastic carrying on with our witch theme whilst cleverly transitioning into spooky season today we are talking about halloween 3 season of the witch yes and I'm so excited to talk about this with you, as it's one of our favourites. But before we get into it, I want to shout out our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing, our friends from Nashville, Tennessee, producing the finest spooky threads around. So go and check out their t-shirts and tell them Horror Homeschool sent you, and you'll find the link for the store over at horrorhomeschool.com. Also, go check out Feelmouth, who does the fantastic theme tune that you just heard. Download and listen to all of his awesome music at offbrandmusic.com. So, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, released in 1982, before both of us were even born. Yep. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace and written by Tommy Lee Wallace, John Carpenter and Nigel Neal. Now, there's a lot to unpack about this one and a lot Mm -hmm. to gush about. But first, I've got to address the Michael Myers-shaped elephant in the room. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) People unfamiliar to the franchise may be saying, why are you going straight to Halloween 3 and not covering one or two first? Well, in my opinion, it's not part of the franchise. I don't want to speak for you, Ashley, but to me, it just isn't. I'm saying one. 
that side of the franchise. Yeah, it's a separate, self-contained movie that's got nothing to do with the story mm-hmm. of Michael Myers. It doesn't pick up from the previous two films. It's not connected in any way. It's not, it's not even in the same universe. Not even in the same universe. And why is this? Well, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, came out in 1982. So it was one year after Halloween 2. And audiences were riding a high after it, and they couldn't wait to see more Michael Myers. And then they got this. It was Mm -hmm. a complete departure from the Michael Myers story and a completely new premise of Halloween anthology films. So originally, this was meant to be Halloween 2, really. But Michael Myers was so successful from 1978's Halloween that, much to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's dismay, they brought him back for a sequel in 1981's Halloween 2. But, yeah, originally, John Carpenter planned Halloween to be an anthology series of films released every year on Halloween, each one being completely separate and self-contained story about the Halloween season, which I think is a fantastic idea. Oh, Oh, I know. I was saying that last night. I was like, man, I was like, I would, I would have really just even liked to know what the ideas that they had. Yeah. Like, can can you imagine? There's so many things that they could have done with that idea. Like, I really wish they'd stuck with it. Like, it's a real shame, but you know, we'll never know what what other stories Carpenter and Co had up their sleeves. It's unfortunate, really, because if they were as good as this one, we would be in for some really great films. Um, oh, I know. And unfortunately, the title of Halloween 3 really harmed the success of the film, you know, because people were confused and disappointed, as was I, which I'll go into. Um, you know, if this would have just been titled Season of the Witch, I think it would have done so much better. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be looked upon today as like the black sheep bastard child of the Halloween franchise. I know, it gets ripped to shreds. Yeah, and it was actually a flop. I mean, when I say a flop, it still made 14.4 million at the box office on a budget of 2.5 million. Uh, but it wasn't as successful as the previous two, and there was a huge backlash. So, yeah, they had to completely scrap the idea of the anthology movies and bring Michael back again for Halloween 4. Uh, by this point, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were completely checked out. They cut mm-hmm. all their ties with the Halloween movies, sold the franchise. Um, and although slightly inferior, in my opinion, Halloween 4 was a massive success, uh, and thus began the spawn of the trashy horror sequel that has now made billions for decades. Um, but yeah, with that out of the way, I'll start off reading the synopsis and some trivia and then we can get stuck in. So this is just spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the movie, pause the podcast, go and watch it and come back and join us. I don't think it's on any streaming services here in the UK. Is it it's over not. there? No. Uh, you can rent it, but it's not in anything for free. I mean, I'd say it's just worth buying anyway, just to have. Cause yeah. You got, you know, it's one of <laughs> them sure. where you just rewatch it. So good. So yeah. Synopsis. It's a short one. Kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by silver shamrock owner Connell Cochran. So, yeah, before we dive into what we thought about the film, I'm going to reel off some trivia about it. Ooh. Which was quite a surprising amount of trivia for this. It's interesting. This one I didn't know. So a novelization of the film was published in 1982 
by science fiction writer Dennis Etchinson under the pseudonym Jack Martin. Despite the film's critical failure, the book became a bestseller and was even reissued two years after the film's release in 1984. Hmm. I didn't know that. I'd like to read that. Me too. I'm going to go find it. London Bridge is Falling Down was chosen as a Silver Shamrock jingle because it was in the public domain. You've heard the song, right? London Bridge is Falling Down. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't, that didn't click with me for ages. That's what the song was. <laughs> like, but yeah, they picked it because um, it was free to use because it's just like it was a... annoying and it gets yeah. stuck in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I mean, I've, I've watched this film like twice in the past two days. Um, one with the director's commentary and one with commentary from Tom Atkins. Um, and yeah, I was like walking around the house just like in my head. I was like, this is driving me insane. <laughs> I watched all like the, yeah. the extras, the Blu-ray extras, and it was getting played on that over and over again. Oh, and I was wow. like, this is going to make a snake come out of my mouth now. <laughs> oh. um, another one here. After Dr. Chalice yells, stop it! On the phone at the very end of the film, the screen cuts to black and then the end credits. Originally, the ending theme wasn't going to be played during the credits. Instead, it was supposed to be the screams of millions of children being murdered. Oh, my (laughs) God. Director Tommy Lee Wallace decided not to add this so the ending could be ambiguous and had a possibility that they were saved. When lead actor Tom Atkins saw this new ending... He was much more satisfied with the film in spite of critical reception and likes to imagine his character's struggle weren't in vain. And, I mean, that end scene just gives me chills every oh, time. Oh, every time. Every time, every time. No matter how many times I see this film, every that final, stop it! And when it echoes and the music yes. starts and the credits roll, I always give like a little fist pump. It's like one of my <laughs> favourite movie endings of all time. It's so good. Yeah, that's what I have written down in my notes. Great ending. Just fantastic. And um, despite the film ending with the ambiguity over whether Dan Chalice saved the children by convincing the broadcast company to stop the commercial, the novelization for Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, makes it very clear in describing that Chalice failed. It's described that the endless screams of dying children could be heard throughout the station, the town, and the land beyond. <laughs> so officially, oh. he did not succeed. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to. No. Um, a special platform was built for the scene that shows the robot Ellie and her head poking out of the ground next to her body. The scene was done by having Stacy Nelkin stick her head through a hole in the platform while a body double wearing Ellie's clothes oh. stuck her head down another hole in the platform. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, I, clever. I love the practical special effects in this. You know, it, oh. it was so good. Like, practical it's over so CGI good. any day. The cartoon playing on TV in the bar is The Cigarette and the Weed, which is a short three-minute cartoon from 1981. I was wondering, like, what in the heck is that? Yeah, I always wondered that. To, to me, it looked like some sort of, like, Disney, like, old-school Disney like yeah. cartoon or something. In Spain, the film wasn't projected in cinemas until 34 years later. 
only in a premiere in Barcelona for one day in its subtitled version. Weird. Yeah. That's very bizarre. Despite the movie's title, Connell Cochran would be considered a warlock, not a witch. I mean, yeah. That's true. The second John Carpenter produced film being the first The Fog, where Tom Atkins plays a character who winds up having a sexual relationship with a much younger woman who makes the first move on him. So he's done this before. (laughs) I mean, this guy is just a fucking stud. You know, he literally flirts with every female in this movie, apart from his wife. I have I mean, that written down too. <laughs> this man is just a macho legend. Um, <laughs> I would kill for a moustache like that. <laughs> okay, but they put way too much makeup on him. He's like orange you know, in the movie. You know, I didn't even notice that. I was just looking at his moustache the whole time. Uh, maybe I can focus on that next because that's what I was focused on last night. And I was like, why did they put so much makeup on him? <laughs> when Cochrane talked to Daniel in the holding cell, he mentions that ancient Irish holiday, Samhain. The sacrifices referred to by Daniel are the references to the pagan tradition rituals that were developed in the early stages of the ancient holiday. Cochrane says he based his plan on the ancient holiday of Samhain. Many of the customs associated with the Halloween holiday have their roots in Samhain. Uh, Samhain was also referenced in Halloween too, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, he writes it on the well. He writes it in blood in like a classroom, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. So the film is included on film critic Robert Ebert's most hated list. Oh. Now, I don't know who Robert Ebert is, but he can fuck off. Um, yeah, get out of here, man. <laughs> I mean, it's actually you know, hated by a lot of people, you know, um, yeah. including Abby, who I quote in saying, it's one of the worst films she's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she has no investment in the rest of the Halloween movies, as she doesn't like them either. Um, apart huh. from the Rob Zombie ones, she likes them. I know. See, I was blasphemy. Uh, I just wasn't a fan of those. I but, don't know. I mean, a lot of people are really funny about this film, you know, especially all the Halloween fanboys who just can't get their head round why it's part of the franchise. You know, they just hate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. I follow uh, that Halloween group on Facebook that yeah, rips that's such a, pieces that's all a, the time. <laughs> that's such a funny group to be a part of. I mean, the cross-section of humanity you get in that group. I mean, I probably shouldn't say that because I'm going to post this episode in. <laughs> They'll probably be listening. Like, what? But yeah, that group is, uh, is something else, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if this film had dropped the Halloween 3 and just been titled Season of the Witch, I think it would have done so much better. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, or even change the name to something else, I don't know. Using the original moulds, the Skull, Witch and Jack-O-Lantern masks seen in the film were mass-produced by Don Post Studios and sold in retail stores to promote the film's release. Now, that's half true. Um, Don Post were already making the Witch and Skull mask prior to the film's conception, but they collaborated with Halloween 3 to make the pumpkin one. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I want which one? the... I was going to say, which one's your favorite? Which one do you think is my favorite? The skull one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I have on my notes. I need the skull. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd like... I like. I really like the pumpkin one, but the skull's like really cool, isn't it? Yeah. I like um, the scene where the little the girls on the skateboard with the ballerina outfit on, and she has a skull. Oh, yeah, I, like, I love that. That the like all the kids are like trick or treating, wearing like mm-hmm. totally different costumes, but just like one of the silver shamrock masks on top. Like mm-hmm. that just looks so cool. <laughs> Um, and the rights were bought by California-based company Trick or Treat Studios, and mm-hmm. replicas of the original have been available to the public since 2014. Yeah. They have the shamrock uh, thing on it, too, when you buy it. Yeah, they've got the little silver shamrock tag mm-hmm. on the back, yeah. I, I really need their masks, like, they're so cool. I'd love them, like, displayed, like, on my shelf, like, all lined up. I mean, be so creepy, but it would be so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> ever since I got that Halloween two mask off them, like I've just I'm addicted now. I need more. <laughs> it took over forty takes to get the shot where Tom Atkins throws the school mask on the security camera. Uh. <laughs> Director Tommy Lee Wallace reveals that the scene took longer than he expected because during the shoot he playfully tossed the mask and caught it on the very first try. So like. He was like, "Yeah, do this. Just throw the mask on there, just like this." And they did it, and they weren't filming when he did it, so they had to keep doing it again. again, again. When Chalice fills in the register at the motel office, he scans the list of names for evidence of Ellie's father's stay. All of the other names on the list are names of the crew. Garn Stevens refused to wear the prosthetic mask during the misfire scene. So a body double was used, and um, that that's the scene where she's looking at the at the tag, messing with it with the bobby pin, and it blasts her face off. That part's so awesome. Mm. Garn Stevens was actually Tom Atkins's wife at the time. Oh. They are now divorced. And Nancy Loomis, who played Dr. Chalice's wife, was actually director and writer Tommy Lee Wallace's wife at the time. And she was actually pregnant with their kid during this filming. And they are also now divorced. <laughs> um, it was also Nancy Loomis's final film appearance during a short-lived acting career. She did six years acting and did six films, if you count her brief cameo as a corpse in Halloween 2. Tommy Lee Wallace did the voice for the Silver Shamrock commercial. Oh, the... Get ready, kids. Or... Yeah, yeah. And he did the singing too. Yeah, Apparently, around. he had to like um, say it like dead slow and then they sped it up to get sort of like the chipmunk sound to it. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and the silver shamrock theme was played a total of 14 times in the movie. <laughs> it felt like double that. <laughs> Oh, man, that's so funny. The gas station scene in the film can also be seen in John Carpenter's The Fog, and the church from The Fog was also right around the corner from there. 
Have you seen The Fog? I have not. I, th- I saw it years ago, like so long ago that I can't really remember it. I, th- I think Did- it was good, though. Didn't they remake it? In- Probably. Later on? Not sure. Yeah, they no, remake I- everything. <laughs> I know. It's stupid and it makes me mad. Yeah, remakes tend to suck. Um, Santa Mira was also the name of a fictional town uh, in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. One of many nods or homages or homage, or however you, you want to pronounce that, <laughs> uh, that Tommy Lee Wallace made in the film. Tom Atkins and Stacey Nelkin confirmed that the bedroom scene was one of the very first things that they shot together. Both found it humorous because Nelkin had been quickly cast as Ellie due to time restraints on the studio's part, and the two had barely gotten acquainted beforehand. I want to mention this sex scene, actually, because weirdly, this was the first time that I'd ever seen it on this rewatch. I've mentioned my new Italian Halloween Blu-ray box set that I got imported Mm -hmm. because there's no British Blu-rays of these movies over here for some reason. Um, So I've only ever had a DVD box set and that's all I've watched all these years, like up until this recent rewatch. And the version that I was watching was clearly heavily censored. Like this scene did not exist in it at all. Hmm. Like all these years, I never got to see Tom Atkins mount Stacey Nelson <laughs> and suck at it. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> that 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 it made me so uncomfortable. I was like, why did they have to even put that? <laughs> it like goes on a bit too long, doesn't it? It's like, oh, it's a bit too like intimate. This, <laughs> and it kind of makes it even more weird that he's like so old and she's and, so young. <laughs> and he asked her how old he is until after. I was like, yeah. I Wait just looked minute. at. How I looked old? at Kevin, and I was After like... we've had sex, like, three times already. <laughs> <sighs> I've forgotten what her response is to that. Is she, like, old enough? She said... Like she said, don't... Don't worry. I'm older than I look. Or I'm something like that. Look, yeah. And I'm like... Look, okay. <laughs> so, you look like you're, like, 16. Does that mean that you're just, like, 18 or something? 17? <laughs> Yeah, she's like really like forty years old, like the same age as him. But she just like, <laughs> have you ever seen that movie Orphan? No, but I know what it's about. Oh shit! I've totally just spoiled that, haven't I? No, I um... already knew. <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> I apologise to everybody if I've just spoiled that movie for you. Um... <laughs> Fuck, you know. But yeah, um, it was weird actually because there was a few scenes. Um, that I saw on this watch, on this Blu-ray for the first time that I'd never seen before. Oh, um, that's so cool, though. The misfire scene where Tom Atkins' wife gets her face blown off by, like, a Star Wars-type laser blast from the Silver Shamrock tag. Like, that scene, it, I mean, it has some awesome special effects and makeup. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen that before. Like, you know... um, you know the picture you posted on Instagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the story, if you're, like, watching it, and it was, like, her mangled mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen that before. Like, I've seen it, like, in images online, and I always wondered why it wasn't in the version that I had. Like, 
when it happened, I was like, oh my god, that's fucking sick. Like that's one of the most amazing deaths ever. Like it looks so grotesque and disturbing. Like Yes. The what was it? The thing that came out of her mouth came out crawling and it was just yeah, so gross. The, the gross bug comes out as well and then the way that she's like still like trembling and like grasping yes. at a mangled face and then it pans down to her feet and her feet are shaking and I was like this is so sick like and then um yeah on my version that I've always seen um I saw all I saw was the laser going off and then it cuts to Tom Atkins and Stacey Nelkin getting busy in the next door hotel room, which is so funny that that's his actual wife in the next room. <laughs> and then it cuts back. Getting murdered. Yeah, cuts back to like a quick shot of her lying down, like dead. So I didn't see any of that. Oh, wow. And another one that I didn't see was um, the gouged eye scene, you know, at the start with the dad in the mm-hmm. hospital. Uh, like mm. I'd never seen the prosthetic head getting ripped apart like that. Oh. Like, it's, it's really good. Like it's really well done. But all I saw was like a quick cut from like his fingers going in, and then it like snaps off camera, and then like the dude's like wiping his hands. Hmm. So it's all sort of like done off off camera. I did a bit of research on this, so I'm just going to read this out. So the UK version was uncut during its theatrical exhibition. But when they released the video in 1986, it was cut by two minutes and six seconds um, before it was submitted uh, for a certificate and all of its violent scenes were cut out. Yeah, For instance, when Harry Grimbridge is killed, the gruesome killing of him is cut out. We see the fingers poised and the feet and the Halloween mask moving. And then immediately it shows the assassin wiping his blood-covered gloves on the curtain. When Starker gets decapitated, this scene, including the fountain of blood, is cut out. Yeah, that one as well. Mm. When Marge Gutman's face explodes, the gruesome insect scene is cut out, and it just shows her quivering hands move slowly down her face, then it fades out. The drill murder of the lab assistant, Teddy, ends as the drill starts turning, and no footage is shown of her kicking legs. Yeah, so they really, really they cut really a lot back. They really did. And I still loved it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, the Brits are pussies. You know, the Italians, they don't care. They're like, put it all in there. <laughs> huh. That's a terrible accent. That's... It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, honestly, on this watch, it was like a whole new movie. That's what um, I was going to say. It must yeah. have been, like, just awesome for you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> just when I thought it couldn't get even more awesome. I was like, more sex and violence? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, those sex scenes were the worst. <laughs> they were the worst. <laughs> the like, worst, but the best at the same what time. Did, what is he, he's like, maybe I should go sleep in the car. And she's like, well, where do you want to sleep? And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line. I just love it. <laughs> It's like, uh, what does he say? Um, where, where do you want to sleep, Doctor Chalice? Oh, that's right. It's like, that's a stupid question, and just like oh, goes yeah, in for the right. kill. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. Um, right, a couple more facts. Okay. Dick Warlock, who played Michael Myers in Halloween Two, played one of the robot guys. Mm. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's oh, cool. So he played uh, the one who rips off that hobo guy's head. 
Mm. And the one, uh, it's that the same guy that has a tussle with Doctor Chalice and gets his insides ripped out. Oh, I do like that scene. And the fluid coming out of the robot's mouths is frozen orange juice concentrate. Gross. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Wallace was asked the connection between Stonehenge, Island, robots and laser beams that both melt flesh and produce or conjure bugs and snakes from the human body. Wallace's entire response was, it's magic, man. <laughs> Which, yeah, okay. fair enough. It's fucking, <laughs> it is magic. Um, a milk factory was used for the setting of the Silver Shamrock Factory, and it's still standing today. It's just a creepy abandoned factory. Um, Ooh, where is that at? It is uh, in a place called Lolita in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, but I've seen pictures of it, and people still go there all the time. And the no admittance sign is still there on the doors of the final processing room. All right, let's so go. So cool. Yes. I mean, that is like on my bucket list of like Halloween locations to, to visit, you know, That'd horror pilgrimages. Awesome. I fucking love to go there. Almost all of the actors who play Cochrane's robot henchmen were found through extras casting. Tommy Lee Wallace originally wanted to cast all redheads as Cochrane's flunkies. That would have looked creepy. That would have been so creepy. <laughs> yeah, but then we wouldn't have got Dick Warlock, so. Um, yep. Tom Atkins got pneumonia while shooting this film. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I was watching his commentary, and it was all like the outside scenes, you know, where he was like running in the dark, like mm-hmm. um, trying to get in the factory. And he was just like, oh, man, I was as sick as a dog while I was shooting this. And they had me running around everywhere. And half of it didn't even get in the film. <laughs> and see, that's funny, too, because when he is running around, and then when he finally kind of gets, like, caught or whatever, he just looks like he just gave up on all kind of life. He was just like, okay. Yeah, he, he looks my... like shit, doesn't he? Yeah, like... <laughs> like, this is my future now. This is my end. I noticed that. I was like... That's really good acting. He's like sweating and everything. Like he, he looks like shit, but he was really ill, so it made it <laughs> even more authentic. <laughs> it was great. No big deal. He just had pneumonia. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Have you ever had pneumonia? It sucks. Oh hell no. Have you had it? Yeah. Yeah. I had it several years ago and it was the worst. See, I've always assumed that pneumonia, it's like like my mum's always said when I was a kid, oh, put a coat on out there, you'll get pneumonia. It, it, I've just associated it with, like, if you get really cold, if you go outside mm-hmm. with no coat on, is that how you get it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But, I, think it's um, a, I think it's a virus. Like, I mean, Tom Atkins had a coat on when he was running around, so uh, I but... think my mum was lying to me. <laughs> um the original writer of the story was Nigel Neal, but he sued the producers to take his name off the movie after seeing how violent it was. <gasps> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, what springs to mind there is um, Jim Carrey in Kick-Ass 2. Did you hear about that? He like uh-uh. boycotted the movie after he'd seen it because he said it was too violent. It's like, Come on, guys. You know what you're signing up for. I mean, like, did he not see the first one? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, 
Those are great movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love them. That's funny. I didn't know that. He's, yeah, he's an odd duck. Yeah. <laughs> Director Tommy Lee Wallace credits the concept of witchcraft in the computer age to producer Deborah Hill. So she was the brainchild behind that whole wacky idea. Mm. Did you know also, I mean, I guess we'll get into this on the next podcast, but uh, just mentioned Deborah Hill. She uh, actually uh, played Michael Myers in a very brief scene in that movie, in the first Halloween. Um, you know the part where she looks out the window and sees Michael stood by the uh, the house, like just a silhouette? Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. Deborah Hill. Um, oh, notice, that's cool. She's actually like a little bit smaller than you know, yeah. Uh, the Nick Nick Cage, but Nick Nick Cage. Oh my God, what a, what a Freudian slip. <laughs> Nick Castle. <laughs> Imagine if Nick Cage was Michael Myers. <laughs> Sign me up. That would be awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I um, would love that. <laughs> uh, right, last one. When Cochrane tells one of his humanoids to roll the silver shamrock commercial, he presses the numbers 666. Mm. There you go. So what are your initial thoughts on this one? Okay, this movie's amazing. Yes. Kevin thinks it's hilarious that it's my favorite Halloween movie. <laughs> does Kevin like it? He does. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah. He just he's like, "How is this your favorite?" I'm like, "I don't know." There's just something about it that I like. I was yeah. like, "It's not my favorite Halloween franchise movie. Mm-hmm. It's just my favorite Halloween standalone movie." <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, no, the movie's great. It's it's, it's got perfect level of cheese mm-hmm. and just like the music oh, oh so good. that score is just so good like you know it's it's by john carpenter and alan howarth and it's just amazing it's oh. one of my all-time favorite scores like yeah and so when we were watching it yesterday he, he kevin was like i don't even remember paying attention to the intro music i was like yes yeah, so mm. like so great and so i was yes i was writing something down and he's like making fun of me he's all like oh i really like the music and i was like oh, you do? <laughs> he's like no that's what you're writing and i was like how do you know <laughs> yeah man that's it it just perfectly captures the witchcraft meets computer age vibes mm-hmm. you know it just, it just nails it um and Along with Halloween 1978, I always put this on when I'm driving around during spooky season. Like, really, it captures the creepy vibes, you know. Yes, uh, that's awesome. But, I mean, yeah, for me, I love it to bits. It's just such a fun gore fest. And it's a short, easy watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wacky and unique. It's so different, like... You know, witchcraft, magic meets the computer age, meets invasion of the body snatchers, mm-hmm. meets a detective mystery. Like, it's such an original premise. It's just great. Um, you know, it's creepy and gruesome and the music and atmosphere. It's just a perfect movie. Yeah, it's just <laughs> perfect. It's just a perfect horror film. That uneasiness, but then you also get, like, detective stuff, like... You- watch them try and figure out the 
um, clues and then you get yeah. to play along with them and it's just so great. It's just so and, amazing. Yeah, no matter how many times I watch it, I always just have a blast. Like, mm-hmm. there's not many films that I can say that about that I can just keep like rewatching again and again. Like, and I don't get bored of. But this one, like, I mean, like I say, I watched it twice in the past couple of days and I'd watch it <laughs> again tonight. I don't care, you know, like, <laughs> it's just so good. But I mean, before we totally nerd out about how awesome this film is, I want to talk about the context in which we both watched this movie for the first time. Like, when did you first watch it? Had you seen the other Halloween films previously? What did you think of it on first watch? Um, so remember how I told you, like, that one day we did uh, all the Halloween movies, like, as a because I was sick. That's how I saw it. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I did see how the long first ago was that? Two, probably about almost five years ago. Right, right. So, yeah, I did after first and second one. And so then he explained that to me, how it was supposed to be, you know, separate movies and all this stuff. Oh, so and, you had someone to explain to yeah, you? Yeah, I had somebody, because okay. I was like, what is this? I was like, where's Michael Myers? Like, I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. So he explained it to me, and I was like, okay. And so whenever I, I learned it, like, I was like, okay, I can take this out mm-hmm. of the Michael Myers universe. Yeah. And, and take really, I really enjoyed it. And he was mm. so surprised when I told him. I was like, this movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were so lucky then, because, like, when I first watched this movie, it was about 10 years ago, and I'd see, I've seen Halloween 1 and 2 when I was younger, so they're all, like, you know, all-time favourites due to, like, a lot of nostalgia. You know, I used to watch them on Halloween with my sister and stuff. But this one, I'd never seen at all. Like, I'd never seen any of the sequels until later in life. Um, but, yeah, me and my friend Anna, we used to stay up all night and have horror movie marathons. And one day I got my hands on this Halloween DVD box set and it had Halloween one to five. Didn't have six, the curse in it for some reason. Uh, But we had a Halloween night. So we stayed up all night watching them. We went through one and two, absolutely loving it. And we got to three and we were both thoroughly confused. (laughs) Like this was before the days of me being online at all. So Mm -hmm. I had no background knowledge of the franchise or anything. Um, so we were like, what is this movie? Like, we were just watching it, like, waiting for Michael to come in the whole time. Or at least a witch, you know, to make sense of the movie title. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced that I had the wrong disc put in that set. <laughs> I was like, no, this isn't right. Like, something's wrong. And we're also drinking, and we're both pretty drunk at that point in the night. So for those reasons, I didn't get it. Um... And I never rewatched it again until a few years later when I got online and got involved in the horror community. And there was such a fuss made about this film. And, you know, then I finally understood the anthology thing and John Carpenter's intention and, and all that. So I decided to give it another go with that knowledge and sober. And I absolutely loved it. Like I had a blast. You know, I couldn't believe I'd slept on it for so long. And now it's just a staple for me. Every Halloween night, I watch it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. But yeah, it's on so good. First time I watched it, I just I did not understand what was happening. <laughs> so confused. oh yeah, so I can understand why it got such a bad reception and had such a backlash when it first came out. Okay, so I want to read out the storyline. So 
After the death of her father, under very suspicious circumstances, Ellie Grimbridge and Daniel Chalice decide to investigate the shady activities of Connell Cochran, the owner of the Silver Shamrock Novelties Company. Before long, they discover Cochran's diabolical plot to brainwash the children of America into doing his bidding through a mixture of ancient rituals, technology and witchcraft. This Halloween, wearing the mask of a skeleton, witch or pumpkin can be deadly. Can Ellie and Daniel thwart the plans of the evil toy maker? <laughs> I mean, this story is just absolutely nuts. I mean, when you think about it, it's just... I mean, just when you think it can't get more bizarre, it does. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of this film. Like, you know, when you first watch, you don't know what the fuck is going on. And it keeps you guessing right up until the end, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just love the crazy story. I just think it's absurd and weird and wonderful. And no matter how many times I watch it, I'm always entertained. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it last night. Just sitting there, I was like, man, I cannot wait. I mean, I probably wrote more notes on this movie than I have on any of the other ones oh, really? that we've watched. <laughs> I mean, I want to mention the acting. Shit, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, there's some great performances and some not-so-great performances. <laughs> yeah. um, Tom Atkins does a fantastic job, as does the guy who plays Connell Cochran. Uh, Dan O'Haley. Um, Creepy. Yeah, he's so good. I, apparently, he was in Robocop, but I don't think I've seen that. I know uh, loads of people are shouting at their devices now for me not seeing Robocop. I've never really been into shit like that. You know, like the uh, sort of like Terminator, uh, you know, a Terminator. 80s type. Oh. I mean, I think I've yeah. seen the Terminator films, but they've never really. It really made an impact on me. Terminator Two is where it's at. That movie is fantastic. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to rewatch them because I watched them too young, I think. Because they were not kids' films, and I'm pretty sure I watched that as a kid. Yeah, and they're not kids' films. I had no. toys of the Terminator as well. Like I had this I had this toy where half of his face came off and his eye glowed. Mm-hmm. So why were they making toys of that film? <laughs> it's so bizarre. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the acting. Um, harking back to our Fear Street Part 3 review, there are some dodgy Irish accents on display here. <laughs> um, nowhere near as bad as Fear Street, but still quite laughable. Um, but, I mean, I find it ridiculously charming, so I always just let it off. Um, and Connell Cochran is actually Irish. He just sounds like it's a fake Irish accent. <laughs> That's funny. The what was it, the gas station guy's accent was funny. I was like, I don't I, know. It's that one. What is what accent has he got? He's got an Irish accent. Has Him? he? The black dude. It's no, 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 no. The other guest. Sorry, the gas station in the little town where they go to and then they get the rooms. That guy. I honestly don't remember it. <laughs> How many times have oh, I seen this okay. film? I don't remember. So, yeah, he just has a funny, fake-sounding Irish accent. And then when they go to the factory, oh, the that factory, one lady. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, the one lady has, <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> so good. I mean, I just love spending time with these characters. Like, And isn't that what enjoying a movie is all about? You know, just 
oh, an hour and a half sure. with these characters and you just love it. Um, <laughs> this supposedly hot macho doctor who gropes everybody, golly. <laughs> <laughs> Even that nurse at the start, I like, know. grabs her ass. I was like, this man is a stallion. He's unstoppable. He just, like, <laughs> meets the daughter of some guy that died in his hospital, and they, he drops everything. He dropped everything. He was like, oh, sorry, kids. I, I don't love you enough to... <laughs> I'm going on a mystery with some hot young girl. I know. Like, who does that? Like... Really like, I need you to, yeah, <laughs> I need you to help me figure this out. No, I have a life. <laughs> it's like, sure, I, I haven't got anything else going on. I'm only a doctor with um, two kids and going through a divorce, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, no biggie. Yeah, I could drop everything and just not even go pack some clothes. That, that I mean, really that, bugged me. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah, because they were like, because then he was like, oh, you guys travel light. Just like one little tiny bag out the boot. Mm-hmm. But um, that scene where she comes in the hospital to identify her father's body. And as soon as she walks through the door, yep. you can tell <laughs> that Dr. Chalice is already like, oh, hello. Like <laughs> his face. Her face and demeanor changes. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but I mean, yeah, this movie's got like some great unintentional comedy in it. It's so charming and brilliant just ridiculous but it's also got some great scares in like with some genuinely haunting images like the one that scares me the most and I don't think you'll expect me to say this but it's that scene in the toy museum with the old lady knitting that's so funny because that scene makes me uncomfortable oh uncomfortable to me it's genuinely one of the scariest things ever like, this is up there with, like, hereditary for me. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm telling you. It's just so creepy, the way she's just sat there. And I, I get shivers every time when Tom Atkins he shakes her and her head falls off and that loud synth just screams in the background. And it's just horrific. It just, like, puts the willies up. It's just like, oh, my God, it's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, that, that scene it. is pretty traumatizing. Love it. Um, and obviously, the you know, the scene with the family in the, in the test room with the TV. Oh, that's the, my favorite scene. You know, the First kid of puts all, on that whole family mask. irritates me. <laughs> yeah, so you're just waiting for them to get killed. This is another, like, like, horror movie must. You've got to have some annoying people that you can't wait till they die. Oh, God. Um, oh, and they oh. die in the most inventive, horrific way. And that scene is just like, it will always stay with you, no matter whether you hate this film or you love it. That scene is so inventive. Like, I just yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, the mom's just like going off about something about how it's tacky and her child sitting there dying. And she's like laughing. She was like she laughing. Realizes. Yeah, this is what yes. I never understand. Like, she's laughing as he dies. And I'm like, what's she laughing about? <laughs> So is, that's my favorite, like, kill yeah. of the movies, is the oh, kid getting his face crushed in. Yeah, that, that's my favorite kill, definitely. I mean, there's so many great ones, but that one's just iconic. Yeah. Um, you know, like, little buddy getting his head squished by the pumpkin mask and 
snakes and bugs coming out of his mouth. It's just oh, truly yeah. gruesome. Like, it's so My, good. There's no, uh... nothing like that. My best friend Alyssa, she's terrified of crickets. Terrified oh of crickets. <laughs> that would be her li- literal nightmare. That's yeah, her, that's her little nightmare. Well, my dad's terrified of snakes, so I don't think he could watch this either. That's so funny. I'm not terrified of snakes at all. I wouldn't want one like crawling on my face like that, but no, like, <laughs> coming out. My I mouth. like snakes. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, there's so many great deaths in this, though. Like, it's it's like one of the most like inventive and interesting kills in any horror movie. I think you know, there's. Melted faces, crushing between cars, mm-hmm. burned by lasers, drilling through heads, ripping skulls apart, getting blown up. You know, it's just like so many cool little kills in this. I just, I love it so much. But my favorite scene has got to be the end scene when he's on the phone trying to get oh, the commercials yeah. taken off. Like, it's one of my absolute favorite endings to a film ever. Um, well, now that you that I know that it was supposed to end horrifically with all the kids dying, I think I actually like it more. Yeah. <laughs> and what was I saying in an episode about how oh we don't like kids getting killed, but I'm all for this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we didn't have to see it, but it was just the creepy idea behind it. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. Like, it's the, like the suggestion is more scary than it actually happening. Right. Like, the fact that you, it's not like, you know, he's got a mask on and it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of graphic, but it's still not an axe to the head. What was in mm-hmm. Fear Street a lot, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just one kid. Like a, a lot of people say, oh, loads of kids get killed in this. It's like, well, no, technically only one gets killed on screen. And then it's just the suggestion that he wants to try and kill all these kids. That's scary and evil, you know, mm-hmm. so that's great. Um, but I mean, I said in the last episode how much I love the title of The Witch. Now, I hate the title of this one for oh, numerous yeah. reasons, which we've like already discussed. But I just wish that it was called like something else, like you know, Silver Shamrock or just mm-hmm. anything else. Like, um, this movie ticks all my top five horror movie must haves. You know, oh yeah, for aesthetic, sure. Aesthetic check, atmosphere check, soundtrack check, memorable or likable characters check, good kills check. So it's just it's yeah, great. it's I like watching it too because it's again it's one of those things where like I didn't trick or treat as a child. We had... yeah, I remember you mentioned this to me a while ago and. That's so sad. Like so, like when I'm watching all these kids run around, I'm like, man, that looks like so dope. Like I wish I was oh, doing is. that as a kid. It is. I mean, that's and... one of the reasons why I love the Halloween season so much. Is all these great childhood memories of trick or treating and getting dressed up. Like I don't want to rub it in. But no, no, no. It was the I mean, I I dressed up some, but we would have these things at church called fall festivals. Um, right, right. So they weren't halloween because you know halloween's evil or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah so we would have fall festivals and we were allowed to dress up but it wasn't we were not you know no no monsters you couldn't no, be anything scary we can't do anything scary so i was always like i think i dressed up as like a gypsy or cinderella <laughs> you know just oh bless you <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to dress up as on halloween was 
usually a vampire. Um, nice. I used to always get like a, a bin bag cape, you know. Um, I used to get the fake uh, fangs from the shop down the road, uh, the glow-in-the-dark vampire fangs. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it was ma- mainly a vampire. Um, uh, my brother used to be Wolverine every oh, year. And he, he would he would go through and like I don't know what he would even use for the claws, but he designed it so well and he was able to like comb his hair. <laughs> that is sick. <laughs> it was sick. But yeah, so <laughs> I didn't I didn't I trick or treated the first time I think I was twenty four years old. And <laughs> Did you go with I kids went, or did you just yeah, go well, with adults? I went with my youth group that I was running at the time. Uh, they were in their, you know, late teens, so they were older. But we went to a haunted house, and I was so scared. I was like holding one of the um, one of the girls in the youth group's hand. I was like, Ugh. oh yeah, um, we've got them here, and you walk through them, and there's like people jumping out at you and Mm-mm. shit. Oh, oh man, they are terrifying. It. There's one round here called Farmageddon, and it's on um, a farm all year round. It's called Farmer Ted's, and it's like a it's like a petting zoo for kids, you know. But in October, they do it up for Halloween, and it's Farmageddon, and it's like proper hardcore, like haunted house with like people chasing you with a chainsaw and shit. Mm. And like, I went one year because uh, we got to go uh, to the press night when I was at college because I was a photography student and we got um, press passes to go and it was the first time I'd ever gone to anything like that and I was so scared <laughs> but it was so much fun mm. like I don't know if I'd go again because it's like it was actually terrifying <laughs> yeah my anxiety would be the oof. <laughs> oof. yeah because we have some around here um mm. and I just I have those reflexes where I feel like I'm just gonna hit somebody and I don't want to hit you know a real person I'm sure, and then yeah, I'm sure those people have got hit before plenty oh, of time. I know they have but I just <laughs> I just walked through with my hood up I had like a hoodie on and I just put my hood up and just like did like a Kenny from South Park and just pulled the drawstrings <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm safe in here. <laughs> I'm such a pussy. That's probably what I would do because I hate it. I just don't like it. It's just so creepy. Well, I love so... stuff like like Disneyland spooky, like haunted yeah. land. <laughs> That's safe spooky. We love yeah. the diet spooky. <laughs> yeah, diet spooky all the way. Um, and they have those like real hardcore ones where like you get proper tortured have you heard of these ones yes i have i've oh, actually wow. uh some movies based on like yeah. stuff um is there a movie called haunt have you heard yes. of that is yes that based it's terrible on like that? yeah oh, is it? I it, it is good. but it's terrible you you liked it no i said i heard oh. it was good i've not seen it no it was horrible <laughs> it was terrible there was, this was so bad right um <laughs> but like yeah, it, it like they try and make you think that it's just for show, but then it ends up not being for show. So, but uh, there, yeah, don't you have to like sign like a waiver? Yeah, you do. Like, <sighs> that's that's really odd to me. Like people that want to do that, mm, something's not quite right there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. 
my regular life is a hell enough thank you very much (laughs) seriously like i don't need people tying me up and shouting at me and slamming me against doors (laughs) no thanks come uh, come record my day at work where people are you know super close to my face breathing down my neck you know sometimes grabbing my shoulders and i'm just like oh my god yeah your horror house is actually sorry i'll bleep that out so (laughs) 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 just in case (laughs) yeah probably Uh, but um so uh, yeah overall thoughts on this movie i can't wait for halloween (laughs) so you can watch Uh, it again (laughs) so i can watch it again and just same the 80s vibe you know yes yes you can't beat that trashy horror eighties vibe. That's what it's I love just, the most. It just it stops like this part. You're just like you're already in there. This guy's running. You know, he, the, he these guys are after him. That guy gets squ- squished by the car. You know, and it doesn't really ever slow down. No, like, it doesn't. It starts. It off, just starts. Like, and yeah. then just takes off, you know, like yeah. Probably the slowest part of the movie is whenever they're having sex or whatever. Yeah, and that's great too. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I totally agree. I mean, that the pacing is fantastic in this. You know, you just there's no moment where you're bored whatsoever. Mm-mm. It's just, and like I say, I've watched it countless times, and uh, you know, it just never gets boring. So that is the mark of a good movie, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. You know, Michael Myers fanatics will always detest this movie because it's not the same story over and over again. Right. But I highly recommend it. You know, as its own movie, it's definitely worth watching and owning for rewatching. You know, it's mm-hmm. got some excellent performances. It's got some shock scenes, stylish and creepy. And it's and, a perfect scary yeah. film to watch on Halloween, you know. Yeah, and it, I feel like it's one of those ones too that you can almost watch like it's it's horror enough where like like you know people who love true true horror will mm-hmm. like it but i think it's also not as scary enough to people who only like you know kind of scary movies would like it you know what i mean like, yeah if you watch the british version it's even less scary <laughs> <laughs> i'll always yeah. just let them know just watch the british version <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like three but minutes i feel like it's yeah i feel like it's something that you know, both ends can um, can agree on that it's a good horror film. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's extremely underrated and doesn't get its due. You know, it deserves better acclaim, definitely. Um, but I'm happy that it's found this cult success recently. Mm-hmm. Um, director Tommy Lee Wallace said that he attended a special screening for its 40th anniversary, and he was blown away by how much people actually love it now. Like, he said that for years, like, he, he felt, like, quite hurt and sad of, mm. you know, the reaction and that it flopped and that it's had such a backlash. And he said that he actually got emotional over how it's found a new fan base. Um, and I'm actually going to meet him and Tom Atkins in October 
at son uh, of a gun. horror convention. Oh, so, so I mad. cannot wait. I cannot wait. And I can't wait to tell them both how much I love this film. Oh, you're going to fangirl so much. Oh, I am so hard. <laughs> I'm going to bring my Italian box set and get Oh, inside. my God, yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, unless you want to mention anything else, I guess that about does it for this episode. Yeah, I think I the only thing I was gonna put on uh, say was uh, I was I'm gonna download the uh, song and play have every day like two more days till Halloween (laughs) play as my ringtone throughout the day. Like somebody texts me and like just for those whole like like those whole two days just annoy everybody. (laughs) I love it. I might do the same, but yeah, next time. We will be talking about another one of mine and Ashley's favourites. It's 1978's Halloween. Yes! So I'm sure everyone who's that. listening already has, but make sure you've watched it so you can join in for our discussion gush fest again next episode. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Send us some more suggestions of what movies we should do. Email us, contacthorrorhomeschool at gmail.com. And um, Field Mouse continues to give me shit. Um, he wants us to do Evil Dead and Child's Play. Um, and Child's could... Play? Really? Have you, have you seen Child's Play? Yeah. Yes. Just the first one? Just the first one. But I haven't seen it like all the way through. Uh, we watched it at our spooky, uh, mm-hmm. spooky night last year. So we were having like a party and we had couch and tv outside and so we were like walking back and forth watching it yeah um oh no i'll do it it's just funny i mean i really really like child's play but i put off watching those movies for years because i thought they looked tacky and shit and i'm not the biggest fan of like you know like a doll killing you know like the idea of like scary doll it's like oh it's lame but i mean but when i did watch it terrifying to me because (laughs) i have an irrational and rational fear of dolls. <laughs> right, right. No, to me, I'm not scared of dolls. Um, I've always been surrounded by them because my <laughs> nan used to collect them. So she used to collect and make dolls. So there was literally a room <sighs> in her house that was all the dolls. Um, so, I mean, you'd think that would make me scared of them, but it didn't because I just they were just always there. I mean, she even had, like, this drawer unit where if you opened the top drawer, that it'd all be dolls' eyes. Just all, like, different coloured dolls' eyes in boxes. <laughs> I mean, that is the stuff of nightmares. Um, That's the stuff of my literal nightmares. <laughs> oh. but yeah, I mean, we'll we, we get round to Charles play, but when I said to Field Mouse that we haven't got them pencilled in our schedule yet, he sent me an eye-rolling gif and said... This is why I'm going to send my kids to horror public school. <laughs> well, that's a good one. But yeah, we will get around to those. We've just got a few oh. franchises to do before them, and franchises take time. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the Evil out. Dead ones I'm Sorry, super fun. excited for. Oh, I was going to say, I'm super excited for the Evil Dead ones. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen Evil Dead 3 in years, so I'd like to rewatch that, definitely. Uh, shout out to our regular listeners and friends of the pod John Howard, thank you always for sharing the show on Instagram you rock dude Terror Society, go and check out his awesome custom dyed horror merch on Instagram Mm. 
And of course, Ryan Horn, who actually sent in his answers to our questions that we answered on the first episode. Oh, that's You know, the cool. little horror origins thing. Uh-huh. So I'll quickly read them out. So what was your introduction in to all things spooky and horror? He put, loved the hol- holiday Halloween season as a kid, but honestly didn't watch any scary movies as a kid. So I forgot to mention that, really. I mean, the Halloween season, of course, that's that was a huge factor into me liking everything spooky, too. Mm-hmm. First horror film you ever saw, you put Gremlins. Mm. I've never seen Gremlins. I've seen it a long time ago. Is it good? I don't remember. <laughs> I know a lot of people then. like it, though. Yeah, know, like... it's got a big following, that film. It just looks like uh, Baby Yoda to me. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Baby Yoda looks like them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, favorite horror movie, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I've never seen that. Again, it's one that I saw a long time ago, but I think it was good. I don't really remember much of it. I know there's a great scene with um, the character Buffalo Bill and that, that song, uh, yeah. Goodbye Horses. That's like mm. iconic really great um and obviously hannibal lecter great villain i'm not so keen on jodie foster though her voice kind of annoys me yeah i'm not a big <laughs> jodie foster fan either favorite horror subgenre slasher nice you're in good company yeah. favorite horror director wes craven again nice, in good company. nice. favorite scream queen neve campbell yeah oh yeah scream queen she's yeah. brilliant <laughs> <laughs> Favourite slasher villain, Jason. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll find a way into your heart when we watch Oh, I'm it. sure he will. Um, Favourite classic universal horror monster, Frankenstein. Nice. Great choice. He's probably my runner-up, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Favourite horror movie score, Gremlins. Okay. I'll have to check, we'll have to check that out. Gremlins. Is it John Williams? I want to say John Williams, because he does everything. Uh... Just let me type this in quick, just so I know. Gremlins. No, it's not John Williams. It's Jerry Goldsmith. Mm. Uh, Favourite horror movie original soundtrack, Scream 2. Oh, nice. Less Than Jake cover of I Think I Love You, which is fantastic. That's the song that plays on the end credits, isn't it? You know, we're Mm. all there. I love it when they do that at the end of films, where they, they show a picture of, like, all the actors and who they played, like... And that, movie, and that song's playing in the background. So good. Favourite kill? Sam Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Oh, I've never seen that. Again, I watched it a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure it's a good film. Um, scariest film you've ever seen? Dawn of the Dead remake. Ooh. And yeah, that's that's pretty scary. It's not hereditary one... level. <laughs> Is that the one in the, in the mall? Uh, yes okay. yes it is Yeah, sorry I was thinking of Night of the Living Dead but that's a different one, different remake um, Dawn of the Dead remake I, I think that's the um, Zack Snyder one okay. I think if, if that's the one yeah that one was terrifying yeah, yeah <laughs> see I, I don't see movies all that much like I'll watch them but they make me very just, I feel like that's going to end up happening. Yeah, it's too close <laughs> so to I home. Get, 
Yeah. I get scared and sometimes they'll keep me up at night. I'm like, okay, if I live on the second floor, they would climb over my balcony. <laughs> Have you ever it. seen that movie uh, 28 Days Later? Yes, I love that movie. So I used good. to hang out with one of the actors in that. Um, the girl that's in it. The young girl. Mm, I don't um, watch it. But... Yeah, well, she used to hang out with us anyway. That's my claim to uh. fame. Oh, she was, going, cool. she, was, she was going out with one of my mates. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really like the originals. I, I love the original Dawn of the Dead and I love Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, that for being like the first like true zombie movie or whatever, that movie's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I feel <laughs> like Day of the Dead, that was good as well. Um, but yeah, go to horrorhomeschool.com for links to everything, including all of our socials and where you can listen to the show. You will also find links there to our sponsors, Skeleton Crew Clothing. Head over there to check out all of their sick t-shirts. You'll also find a link there to Ashley's Etsy. Go over there, take up some sweet custom dyed retro t-shirts. You've been dying today, haven't you? Yeah, I sure have. I promise that they'll be up soon. I promise. I just, uh, I'm a procrastinator. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you've uh, got a 10% discount on at the moment. So click on that link at horrorhomeschool.com and that 10% off coupon will automatically be added to your basket. So go and get them. They're only one of a kind. And go and check out my comic book podcast called Chris's Comics. You can find that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And send your comments and questions. Feel free to DM us on Instagram or Facebook or email us contact horrorhomeschool at gmail.com and personal social media stuff you can follow me on instagram at chris j wakefield and mine is underscore baberham lincoln underscore we will be back soon with another episode and remember it's almost time kids clock is ticking be in front of your tv sets for the horathon followed by the big giveaway don't miss it don't forget to wear your mask. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. <laughs> <laughs>